0: true to you of something that actually helps just dis- disregard it because there's so much information out there and so many different things help so many people that if the information is not working for you just ignore it you don't have to make something work that's not working for you your body and your baby
1: hey everyone and welcome to yet another episode of entering motherhood a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Audra Caldwell, a mom of three who had three very unique birth stories and also postpartum experiences. Hello, Audra, and welcome. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. I am a mother of three, and I enjoy having three children very much. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and since the coronavirus, I've been homeschooling. My kids are uh, almost 11. She'll be 11 in a couple days, five, and three. I am working on starting my own business and I'm very excited for what the future holds uh, with everything. And I like being busy and having a full plate and all the exciting things that comes with life, uh, being busy. Me too. So with three kids,
1: three births, And so you had a fully medicated hospital birth, and then an unmedicated hospital birth, and then your last birth was a home birth. Yes. Okay. So how about you tell us a little bit about your first fully medicated birth?
0: I went into that pregnancy expecting things to be different than what they were. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I have a lot of uh, sensory things that get overly hot or overly cold. And pregnancy just kind of exasperated. All of that stuff, it just was magnified. So I anticipated, my doctor said that to get an epidural, that everything would be numb and I wouldn't feel anything. Everything would just go smoothly. And that is not what happened. <laughs> So I didn't know a lot about health and nutrition uh, when I started with my first child. And I was just kind of, you know, freewheeling my way through it the way a lot of us do. I didn't have that background of knowing a lot about nutrition and what to do, what not to do. I read some stuff, but it's nothing really prepares us, I think, for everything that we need to know and it's wonderful and eye-opening to learn along the way so I went into the hospital expecting not to feel anything knowing I was getting an epidural the epidural stopped labor um she was coming and the epidural stopped labor so a little bit later they gave me Pitocin to speed up labor and then I could feel everything because (laughs) the Pitocin uh really um ramped it up And then um, she got stuck in the birth canal and they suctioned her out. So I was very um, disappointed in the way that things turned out. But I went home with her and had postpartum depression and wasn't really sure what to do with the baby or myself and didn't really have the support that I thought I was going to have. But um, here we are 10 years later and she is wonderful and um, we made it through it. (laughs) with me not knowing so you said you were disappointed
1: after her birth what do you think specifically stood out and I guess like why, why did you feel disappointment
0: well like um the doctor told me the epidural you're not going to feel anything and everything's just going to go smooth and easy and I think she was trying to prepare me um to have that happen and there's nothing, you can't really make guarantees or anything. And I don't, I don't know if she was trying to make sure <laughs> that I was more put at ease or what, but I was very anxious about what was going to happen or what wasn't. And I just tried to put my mind on the positive of it, but to have the birth, you know, slow down and then speed up and just wasn't what I expected at all.
1: Yeah. And then now kind of like looking back on it and, and seeing like, okay, you know, like maybe it wasn't something that I expected, but you know, having.
0: I was afraid of pain. Yeah. And um, knowing now what I knew then I would have pushed harder for a home birth and a doula and everything that I had with the last birth. Um, But yeah, you know, it's
1: just kind of like, you expect things to be different and like before I was a mom like I was all like I don't know touching babies and like doing stuff that like now as a mom like I'd be like oh my gosh why are you doing that that to my child like I didn't tell
0: you that you could do that especially now I look at you know all the germs that are out there that I wasn't really aware of before and now (laughs) I'm especially worried about (laughs) things that I wasn't even conscious about
1: right it really just flips that perspective of things and i don't know it's like so that's like what i really want like this space to be like i think you know like in my own personal journey like you said it is like you know so much more personable and like individual than we realize like you think you're going to have all this support and all this Community and stuff like that. And like we realize, you know, it's different for every mom, it's different for every baby. And it's just, it's so unique. And so I really want to amplify it. And,
0: and having yeah. three babies each time is different. And I become a different person depending on our situation and the personality of each child. So everything changes when you change part of the family
1: right I know and that's what I'm like so super excited about like we only have one but I want so many more. one
0: is so hard one was so hard for me because she didn't have anyone to play with and my first is so outgoing and she needs someone constantly to play with and now that she has two siblings the pressure is off of me um, yeah yeah so- <laughs> She has someone endless, endless stimulation and she is so happy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: so exciting to hear. I know I had four
1: siblings. I have three sisters and a brother. So for me, it was like a no brainer. Like, oh my gosh, if I have kids, like if I have a kid, I have to have multiple children. So it was just kind of something that I knew was going to happen And I'm so ready and so excited for whenever the next one's going to come, but I'm learning to be patient and it will happen when it happens.
0: (laughs) Yes, Yes. I also know people who are very happy with just one and that's good for them. That is wonderful. Yes, it's different for all of us. Yeah.
1: So after that hospital experience, Then you went on to have an unmedicated hospital birth. What made you decide that? Like, why, why were you like, you know what? No epidural, no nothing. What made you go from a fully medicated birth to I'm going to go completely unmedicated?
0: The more I read and the more I uh, consider my options. It's funny. It's the second child. I thought I couldn't have more kids because it was so hard. I had an extremely tilted uterus, and the doctor, I was actually put on um, Femara to be able to have my second child, and I decided that I was definitely getting a doula, which I did not get for my first birth, even though I considered it, and uh, my husband was definitely against a home birth, because he thought there was just too much that could happen, and there is, there's a lot that could happen, but... I wanted to be more natural and um, had talked myself into, I could do it. So that's what I did. I got a doula, wonderful, wonderful doula. Um, And she coached me through the whole thing. And she gave me a focus point and she was absolutely wonderful. And at one point, I think she said, if you need the medication, there's no pressure either way you just need to say so. And that kind of gave me permission to say, no, I don't need the medication and yes, I can do this. And um, I love the freedom of being able to move around with my second birth and it was a much better experience.
1: And how did you feel after your second birth?
0: I felt much better. Um, There were still things like with the sensory, um, like the lights were on, the fluorescent lights were on the hospital. And that gave me a headache during childbirth. (laughs) And there were uh, noises that I couldn't control. And I couldn't be myself and do the things that I wanted to do because, you know, you need to be more quiet. You're distracting the other patients and things like that. So I was kind of like, I don't care about the other patients. I have a human coming out of my body. (laughs) Mm Hmm. So is that something that they had said when you were in the hospital? Yes. And in the hospital, um, I remember looking up and it felt like the room was full of people. And it's just the nurses had come in and other uh, support staff came in to see if there's anything that needs to be done um, during the birth. And I did not expect that during my second birth. So people just come flooding in and that's not true for everybody i'm not sure why that happened during my second birth and then my husband said there wasn't as many people as i thought but i remember looking up and seeing all these faces who are you and why are you here during my personal private moment um with my family and my new baby um so that really pushed um we thought we were done having kids and then We had a surprise, a little redheaded surprise who is full of fire and he does what he wants. (laughs) And he was two years later. And from the get go, being a surprise and everything, I had made up my mind that I was staying home and everyone was coming to me. And that is exactly what happened. Everyone came to me in my house with my um, almost two year old um, in tow. And we had the most wonderful midwife and doula and help and support during this home birth. So everything has come <laughs> to where I needed it to be. So how was
1: it different postpartum compared to the hospital and home? What was what was it like, you know, being home as opposed since you have had both experiences, what did you like,
0: not like? Now, with the, with the home birth, now, this is, um, like, during labor and delivery or afterwards?
1: Afterwards.
0: I did not have to leave. I was, When I was at home, I was under strict restrictions. I had given birth upstairs in my house, and my midwife said, I don't want you moving up and down the stairs, and I forget exactly how many days she told me. But I had no idea what was going on. And I just, downstairs or with the rest of the family, everyone came up to see me and it was very peaceful and restful. Not to have to worry about other things or to be able to, just to be able to take that time to rest. I didn't feel like I had that with my other two births. And being at home, my midwife came to me. I did not have to go to a birthing center to be checked on or checked out. And if I needed anything, she. She would answer the phone. She would get back to me um, pretty quickly. And I tried not to ask for a lot. But if I had any questions, I could text her directly, the person who delivered my baby, and she would she answered. And if I had any questions, needed anything. Um she was very natural, which I didn't get with my other doctors in a hospital. Um, I did more herbs and sitz baths and herbs and I felt more pampered and supported for sure having a midwife at home.
1: So um, did you also have a doula for your home birth?
0: I had a doula for my home birth as well.
1: And then uh did she come afterwards? Like did you did you have any sort of postpartum doula service or did she have after visits? I
0: I did not. Um, I knew, um, my doula during the, during the home birth personally. And so she would just come by to check on me.
1: Okay. So is this the same doula that you had for your second birth?
0: It is not.
1: Okay. This one, it was somebody that you knew personally. Yes.
0: Yes. And it was a completely different experience, um, with the doula that I knew personally. So, um, The doula that I use for my second birth, she is a professional doula. So that is what she does. Now, the doula for my home birth, she had had been a doula for a couple of other families before. But um, she doesn't do that professionally. So it was more like of a friend support, I feel. um, And I would definitely uh, suggest a professional doula, above all. Because while they were both great experiences, if I had to compare the two, I would say my second birth would be, yeah, the professional doula is the way to go. They know, they, she knew how to, um, talk to people and manage the situation. My husband is a nervous wreck. <laughs> he does not handle stress at all during the birth. So he is wonderful and did his best, but he definitely needs direction, um, And it's hard to see your partner uh, go through pain and know that they're in pain and there's nothing you can do. It's just a part of getting to the other side and having the baby. So having that support for both of us was wonderful. I would say my midwife during the home birth supported us more in that way.
1: And then when you had the hospital birth for your second birth, did you use a midwife at the hospital or you were still with doctors?
0: Okay. I, I was with doctors. I drove a long way to see a very, um, very highly recommended doctor, and he ended up not delivering the baby. <laughs> he wasn't the one who was in the room um, oh, when wow. the baby was born. He was on vacation. Yeah. Was it so, an early
1: baby, or it was still like right no, around your due date?
0: He was right on time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I know. That's so crazy. That's like when I had Rosie, um, we had, you know, seen almost every doctor at our OB. And sure enough, like the day that she was born, I had a completely new doctor that I had never met before. (laughs) I think there might have been maybe 10 doctors or so at the practice. So like I had rotated between a couple of them. But not this doctor. So, and I mean, it it was fine. He was, he was very nice and, and pleasant and supportive and everything. But it was just like, you know, one of those things again, like, I wasn't expecting this. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> right? You know, I think there's so much of the time we expect so much and we expect things to be a certain way. And then we're kind of like shoved into a situation of like,
0: wait, what is this? Like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, with my second and my third, I had written out a birth plan. This is the plan. This is what we're going to do. And it doesn't always work that way. I would say my second birth went the most according to plan, the hospital unmedicated birth that followed the birth plan most closely. And I give full credit to my doula for making that happen. (laughs) She's like, this is what we're doing. (laughs)
1: So you had, you had a plan, you know, set in place for your birth. Did you have any plan postpartum. I know that you had said for your your first birth you experienced some postpartum depression. Was there anything that you did to prepare yourself for the second and third birth to kind of adjust with that?
0: No, I I wasn't really sure what to do to prepare. You get the nursery ready and you have everything set up to the best of your ability uh to what you think life's going to be like. Um as far as taking care of myself, I wasn't really sure what I needed. Uh, we got the meals ready and things, but mentally, I did not handle not sleeping very well. I know um, some people do okay uh, with having more support. I, we didn't have any familial support. Um, no family to come by, so it's me and my husband, and um, some friends would come by and drop off food and stuff. And I know a lot of people like to have that quiet time but I did not handle not sleeping well for all three of the births um that's why I think the third birth and being instructed to just be upstairs by myself and I can only be in these two locations was most helpful because I was kind of pampered and catered to and it gave me more permission to relax and heal instead of having to be on top of what the other kids are doing and what else is going on in the house. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that makes
1: total okay. sense. I think, you know, giving ourselves that permission, you know, that was something that I struggled with at first too. And I was kind of like, oh, I, I have to be there for my baby. I have to keep doing this. I have to do like, and, you know, we have to take that time to rest and we have to you know, pamper ourselves. Like what does mom need? Because, you know, you're healing too and you're going through all of these new changes also. Not only is your is your baby transitioning, but so are you.
0: Um I've grown so much in the past ten years that um it's okay to cry and it's okay to be upset and it's okay to be happy all at the same time and to process each of the emotions <laughs> individually because you're really um your life is changing so much and it's a wonderful, beautiful thing, but it's also okay to mourn the loss of, you know, the sleep and, um, having your body to yourself, if you're nursing or any of the things, it's okay, um, to, to mourn the loss and to, to be able to experience the change and, um i went through periods of being very upset and very happy now with my first child they told me that i was not going to a nurse the head of the nursing department in the hospital came to me and said there is no way you will ever be able to nurse your baby give up now just give up and at the hospital right after birth because i didn't produce milk right away and so I was very upset and then I became even more determined that I was going to nurse no matter what. So it took me a month and then we were um, tube feeding, finger feeding her. And then after about a month when my milk fully came in and I was nursing regularly, we went back to, we went to strictly nursing and I was, um, cause that's what I wanted to do. And I was very happy. And, uh, I had problems nursing with my other two kids too, but, um, it all came together. It just took a little time and to be able to have that grace with myself and with the process and then finding the right person to help with the process, uh, was huge for me because, you know, I used to be able to do everything by myself and then realizing i'm not the most qualified person here to help myself and the baby wow. and to ask for help and to be able to to find the right person because it took finding a couple people to help with nursing to come up with the best solutions for us
1: so who did you find where were you searching what did you look for
0: i would ask the doctors um and then i asked my midwife and she sent us, oh gosh, it was 45 minutes to go get help, uh, for nursing. And they all offer different techniques and the ways of holding the baby and things to do. So I got new information each birth, <laughs> each time. And um, I would just, you know, ask your doctor, ask your midwife, ask your doula, ask friends. Um where you can go searching online uh, because it just takes finding the right help. The uh, Leche League. I think I got some help from them at some point. And then if the information doesn't help, if it's not something that rings true to you of something that actually helps, just dis- disregard it because there's so much information out there and so many different things help so many people that if the information is not working for you, just ignore it you don't have to make something work. That's not working for you, your body and your baby.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. That's, that's amazing. I think, you know, I've tried to take everybody's advice and try to piece them all together and, and figure out how to make it work. But I think really, truly looking at, you know, what do I want? What do I think is best for me and my baby and my family and just, you know, you know, taking some advice and the ones that you like, and then kind of disregarding the rest, and just being like, you know, open and accepting to anybody that has advice for you, but understanding that we don't need to follow all the advice that we are given (laughs) is such a huge thing to kind of you know, understand and comprehend, like, wait, what? Like, I don't have to do what they're telling me. Right.
0: Yes. Even if it's the closest person you think that knows the best for you, you have full permission to disregard and go a different direction, because it may not work for you if it's not what's, you know, what you want. And that's the most important thing, because in the middle of the night, when you get up with your baby, it's just you and them. And The other person's not there to say you're doing it wrong. You can do it however works for you. And I think the biggest thing that helped with nursing is the baby getting a little older and their mouths getting bigger. I think that was the biggest thing for us. And that just took time. And it was a struggle, uh, especially to begin with. It was a huge struggle.
1: So did you nurse all three?
0: Yes. Uh, My daughter, they said that I would never be able to nurse. I ended up nursing her for a year. And then just me personally, I needed my body back. I needed to say that is enough. I need my body back. I need my personal space. Having to um, to nurse her was, it was giving me anxiety. So I had to stop. Now, my second child um, that I had five years later, I nursed him for a year. And then I found out I was expecting, I think that's a no, I made it over a year with him. I made it um almost a year and a half. You know what's funny with three kids, it all gets fuzzy. Ask me their birthdays, I won't know it. And then um, anyway, he was old enough, he looked at me and he said yucky because I was expecting our third child and my hormones changed the flavor of the milk. And so at that point with him looking at me saying yucky, he was done. He never came back. And then um Our third baby, he just tapered himself off nursing after a year. He was done. There was too much to keep up with and too much happening for him to take the time to nurse when he could get his food elsewhere. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rosie is 16 months now at probably about at a year, we had switched to just doing morning and night feedings. So like I stopped pumping at work during the day and like I stopped, you know, kind of nursing her during the day. And it was rough because she would still kind of pull on my shirt and kind of be like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like she knew that like, that's where milk came from. And then um, we slowly just like transitioned to go off. And now even still, it's probably been like a good solid two months that she's been like completely off milk. And she still will like kind of pull on my shirt and like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like super cute, but I'm like, the shop is closed, ma'am. Like, we're done. (laughs) So it's a really sweet bonding time. And like, I do kind of get sad about it sometimes. But like you said, like, I was just ready to kind of have my body back, my space back. I felt like, you know, we made our milestone marker of a year and I was content with that. So
0: yes. Yes. I when I started I said I would nurse as long as they wanted to and with the first one I kind of felt guilty but then I was like no I can't <laughs> I can't So yeah things happen how they're how they're going to <laughs> letting go of the expectation Yeah so are you, are you guys completely done then now Yes we are done it would take a huge um miracle Uh, my husband has had a bisectomy after, okay, so it was, I had brought it up a few times, and we get that resistance of, you know, no, (laughs) you're not going to mess with my parts uh, back, and um, my husband is a very open and loving guy, it just takes some Reintroducing of the ideas, and as wonderful as he is, he was very resistant to the idea, and I didn't want to go have anything extreme done, and I didn't want to mess with my hormones even more. So um, I started finding articles and texting him the articles (laughs) of how much better it is for you know the men to be treated instead of me having to worry about it. So he is so wonderful, and he went and got a, a vasectomy. So. And I know that's not 100% all the time. So it would take an extreme miracle. And I'm hoping that that won't happen. So I think we're done. <laughs> Life has taught me to let go of the expectations and just do my part. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So what do you think,
1: um, I guess, what, what advice do you think would be most useful for expecting moms or new moms going through that initial postpartum period?
0: Oh, the initial postpartum period is survival. So I would say just let go of the expectations, breathe and just do your best. It's different for everybody. Just do your best. Um, the lack of sleep is rough. Um, I know the common advice is enjoy every minute of it, but I can think of many minutes I did not enjoy every minute of it. (laughs) So letting go of that expectation and just savoring the small things, I think the small moments, and they're not all savorable. (laughs) The lack of sleep is so rough. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think we were very fortunate that Rosie just loves to sleep. Oh, that's wonderful. And, <laughs> you know, I, I heard other moms moms kind of going, oh, yeah, like they're still up like throughout the night and things like that. And she was sleeping like four, six hour stretches pretty early on. Oh, that's amazing. I, was, I, I know. And I'm like you know, I don't know what we did. Like we tried to, we stuck to a schedule and we tried to just like, you know, read all the books and do all the things. And I was nursing and she was very responsive to that. And I think, you know, I say we just got lucky, but. I think you know. so.
0: I got like my <laughs> third, my, that was close to my third child. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I think I think it's kind of prepared me and like listening to other moms and other stories and stuff like, Oh, okay. You know, Rosie was like this, but the next baby might not be, but that's okay too. So, you know, trying to like be thankful for how much she likes sleep and like she, she sleeps through the night. Now it's like very odd that if she's getting up or crying about something and we're like, Oh my gosh, what happened? What's wrong? And so like, it's, It's bittersweet, but you know, we have like, I'm very understanding of like when, when, you know, that's not the scenario.
0: That is wonderful. Having a good sleeper is very wonderful. And when, like, my first child, she was a horrible sleeper until she was three years old. And that's why there's a huge gap. We have a five year gap between the first and the second. (laughs) I was so worried, but um, she was our worst sleeper by far but and and
1: so after 3 years what what do you think switched or happened
0: i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah i think i think it's one of
1: those things like the first night that rosie kind of slept longer than 4 hours i think it was maybe 6 or 7 hours stretch and me and my husband both woke up kind of Oh my gosh, what happened? Did we miss it? Did, like, you know, we were so shocked. She was still sleeping in the bedroom with us, just in a little pack and play, and we were kind of shocked at what had happened. So, you're you almost like go over and do one of those like put your finger under their nose to make sure that they're still <laughs> they're still there and and then we just kind of eased into it and we were like, oh, "Okay." like she's sleeping
0: longer. This is nice. That's wonderful. (laughs) Oh, I love sleeping babies. I know. (laughs) But,
1: and then, yeah, she, even now, um, when she's upstairs napping and, you know, we say like, are you ready to go take a nap? And she goes up, up, and she wants to go upstairs to go, go take a nap. So.
0: (laughs) That's wonderful.
1: So you said with your, your midwife, there were some herbs and you did some baths afterwards. Was that something that she had suggested
0: or things that you looked into? Oh, she was into oils and homeopathies and herbs and things. So she, um, that that's all stuff that she brought with her. Um, she had me on all kinds of natural things that Instead of taking a prenatal vitamin, she had me taking, um, like, the dried fruits and vegetable capsules. And instead of uh, just a plain sitz bath, it was an herbal sitz bath. There were so many things, like, using the essential oils that I had done before, but it's not something that I had made part of my routine. So it was extremely helpful, I think, to have more guidance in the nutrition and uh different things that I could do to help uh throughout uh with the pregnancy and just taking care of myself it's not something that I personally had given a lot of thought into uh before I did all of that with her
1: you had put a lot of thought or oh no no <laughs> no Yeah, so it was it was kind of something like she had suggested and then and then given you. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. She had uh, lots of pronouns that she gave me and she would talk about it. And when she would come because she came to my house for the visits and we actually did the. um, uh, Looking for the baby's heartbeat uh, laying on my couch. And she was great about getting my other kids involved with, oh, do you want to hold this? Do you want to listen? And that was wonderful um, not to have to go and wait in the office and um, have to find a babysitter and (laughs) have a sterile feeling environment um, that wasn't warm. It wasn't warm and welcome to me.
1: So all of your visits were in your home?
0: In my house, in my living room. And, um, I was very fortunate after the birth, uh, she had me seeing a chiropractor and the chiropractor came to my house for an adjustment after the birth as well. So I was, I felt very, I felt like the luckiest person in the world to have everything come to me. And the cost was not what I thought it would be initially. It was about the same as would have been a hospital birth after all was said and done.
1: And then was the chiropractor something that she suggested as well, or that's something that you looked into yourself?
0: Uh, she did suggest, uh, she did suggesting him. I think I found her by talking to him because my second child had uh torticollis. His head was starting to kind of warp when he was about two months old. And, I had found the chiropractor because I was going to physical therapy with him and I just wasn't happy how it was working. So I was looking up different ways to treat that. And I found him through my second having torticollis. And then when I was expecting um, my third child, I called him and asked him who he would recommend, hoping that he knew someone in the area. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's amazing. I think it's so important to kind of, you know, find people that can be helpful. Like you were saying, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to look for people to help you. And kind of like extending that out there and just trying to figure out like, okay, like, this isn't necessarily how I want it to be. Like, what can we do? What else is out there and looking for those people can be so helpful Cause I I think, I don't want to say a lot of the time, but I think, you know, some people are kind of stuck in the idea of, Oh, this is just what's happening and this is how it has to be. And, and, you know, kind of like, I've been seeing more of a trend of people stepping up and getting curious and wondering, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be like this. Maybe it can be different, you know? And, and I think that's with, home births, what's what's happening because we're we're discovering that we can have a lot more say in what's happening when it comes to our births and the postpartum period.
0: Yes. And that lesson is carried on with me through other things in my life as well, like how I teach my children. Now that I've taken them out of school for homeschooling, there's not as many roles as I thought there were. I think a lot of us grew up with a set level of beliefs like this is how it is this is how it has to be and then it's not (laughs) there's so many different ways that we can approach things
1: yeah I think that's awesome that you know like what's happened from birth you're now using just in other aspects of your life (laughs) oh for sure (laughs) and how do you think like on, I guess your youngest isn't old enough to know that they were born at home, or are they?
0: I, I don't think he knows the difference right now. He's three, so he's not quite three and a half. Um, my older two kids were home when I did have him. So they weren't in the room they didn't want to be in there they didn't want to see what was happening but um they got to come up and see little brother right after he was born and they know my daughter knows the difference between going and staying at somebody's house and then coming in versus you know oh he's in your belly and then I come back up and he's he's here he's with us um but I don't I don't know we talk about it I'm sure he'll figure it out and see the difference at some point.
1: (laughs) What was it like for your older kids? You said that they didn't want to be in the room.
0: I wanted them there, but they didn't want to be in the room. So I left it up to them what they wanted to do. And uh, my daughter is, she's 11 now. So three years ago, um, At eight years old, she did not want to be there.
1: (laughs) She. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that would be such an interesting conversation to have, you know, even just thinking like back when I was younger, if like, you know, my mom had said, hey, I'm going to have your little brother here at home. Do you want to be there? I think, you know, it's such a it's such an interesting concept to grasp (laughs) and it really it's
0: such a beautiful thing but it's very traumatic the whole, <laughs> the whole process of it is traumatic of you know it there's so much happening uh sound wise and um visually and everything for the little ones to process so once um once the labor started picking up, I think that's when my daughter decided. She said, I'm done. I need to go. And we honored her choice and respected what she needed to do. And so she went downstairs to watch the show while brother was being born. And that's perfectly fine. That's That's wonderful that she honored herself and didn't want to be there for the experience. So she wasn't ready for it. And so she did her own thing.
1: How was it having them all at home uh, after your third?
0: I was limited in my movement. So I was upstairs and I only saw them when they came upstairs to see me. So that was a wonderful experience. And then being able to ask them to please go back downstairs or go to your room if they were being overstimulating to me was wonderful. So I had a bassinet in my bedroom, and I could be in bed, and then we had a TV upstairs in the loft, and I could go in there and um, do anything to occupy myself, like crochet or read a book or play with the baby or try to get some rest. So it was absolutely wonderful to have that separation, but also being able to have them there.
1: And then did you have any any help in the home during that time, or was it just... You and your husband and the, the older kids.
0: Um, it was me and my husband and the older kids. I think some friends came by to help, but I only saw them when they came up to see me and the baby. So I'm sure that my husband had help. I know we had meals and um, gifts that were dropped off. And I'm very grateful for all of the help because that is extremely helpful. <laughs> Anything that you can do for a new mom that she doesn't have to do herself is extremely helpful. <laughs> and so I'm sure that took the weight and the pressure off of my husband um, to be able to have that done for him.
1: And did you enjoy just taking that time to rest and stay upstairs?
0: I did. And I have to say for the the first six months or a year of my last baby's life I treated myself to having the house cleaned once a month and I think that was one of the best gifts also i given myself other than pushing for the home birth and the doula at home and having that extra support is to have someone else come in and clean because that's a luxury item for me right now and that was wonderful to have someone else come in and do that and me not have to worry about it, and all I had to do was make sure everything was put away, <laughs> and they came in and cleaned, did a good deep clean for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would definitely. That sounds like a a good thing. <laughs> I feel like I'd definitely appreciate that, especially those like first six months. Yes. Is there anything else that you want to talk about, or any other advice that you'd have for moms who are who are going through postpartum? And and just their journey and
0: it's really hard to talk about postpartum. And I know that they say to reach out and ask for help and there's no harm in getting medication. Um there's ask for help, talk to people. It you are not alone it definitely in going through postpartum, whatever caused it, if it's hormone shift or sleeplessness or whatever caused it, and you are worth it, you are worth asking for help, you are worth getting any of the help that you need, whether it's having someone come clean your house, if that's what will help, whatever it takes, um, just being in that survival is difficult, but it does come to an end, and once it does, you will be able to look at the bright side and enjoy things even more.
1: I love that. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your birth stories and, you know, giving us some advice on, on how to pamper ourselves afterwards and take those moments to rest. And, you know, just the difference between hospital births and home births and kind of what worked for you and, you know, again, just reiterating that, you know, we can take advice from everybody, but being able to filter out what's important to us and and what helps us is, is really key. So thank you.
0: Thank you for having me on, Sarah. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And I look forward to hearing, you know, what you're doing and what's going on with your life. So
0: you'll have to keep us updated. I sure
1: will. Thank you, Sarah. Well, this wraps up yet another episode of Entering Motherhood. I hope that you have found this episode helpful. And if you liked it, please share it with others who might also benefit from this information. If there's anything that you'd like to know more about, or maybe you know someone who'd like to be on the show, please visit my website, enteringmotherhood.com. I'm so thrilled to be going on this journey with you and getting the amazing opportunity to help moms during this postpartum experience.